Hey there, welcome to another episode of Off the Cuff. Hey, uh, hey. Today, we got Bishop in the house, Yo. we got Dizzle, we got the Buckster. Uh, I've already had some people ask about the topic. Um, people suck, or people can suck. Yep. But, I did say that it's probably not what you think. So, uh, you and I have had a conversation about this uh, in months past. But Francis Chan, uh, I saw a, a little, I guess, a sermonette on Facebook last week that... Got a female sermon? Uh, some of that. <laughs> I like that. It's, it's like four, <laughs> four or five. Sermonette. That's why they said like a miniskirt. Sermonette. <laughs> yeah. Like a miniskirt, short enough to keep your attention, but long okay, enough to cover everything. Right. We rile people up. We might keep it up. So it's about five minutes long, and everyone needs to listen to it. Everyone. In fact, I'm going to put the link to it uh, Her, everybody. in the video. <laughs> Seriously. So, uh, Bishop, want to just give us a little rundown of Chan. Um, he was the pastor of a mega church. Yeah, Cornerstone uh, in Simi Valley, California. He started the church. Um, his testimony, bottom line, his testimony is, is pretty amazing where God brought him from and what God has brought him through. And then uh, starting the church and then... Uh, I think he double checked. We say 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, he began transition out of his church, according to Wikipedia. Uh, now the church is still in existence, but he is no longer the pastor. Um, he spent him and his family left, spent some time overseas, um, checking out churches in Indonesia, the Philippines, China, India. Uh, they just kind of they lived uh, and kind of went around touring, uh, and then they landed in San Francisco. Uh, I think actually uh, some stuff his brother was doing and um, they actually started uh, what they're calling um, house churches small churches um, he wrote writes about it in his book letters to the church why he left mm-hmm. um, and uh, the purpose of of these house churches that they're starting the uh, the concept is is it's a pretty good concept I mean there's uh, as far as you know we have overhead in our church here as far as Pay staff, building, utilities—they don't have that because nobody's paid um, in this in this process. He is the—he's kind of the overseer. He's uh, when he wrote the book, there was about thirty plus pastors underneath him that he's trained, mm-hmm. and they all have their congregations. They all meet in their houses, um, and then all the tithes that are brought in go back to local and international missions. Um, the, so, I mean, the concept is. is Pretty good concept. It's, I mean, it's pretty biblical. Uh, he said the main reason he left his church was um, people sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, you had five thousand people per service do three or four a Sunday and some on the weekend, and um, it's the same couple people always doing all the work. Um, and so that was the reason why it he seems to be that way. <laughs> still, yeah, like across America, right? Right. So I think it's, you know, some people would call it absurd and crazy for mm-hmm. someone to leave. You know something that was built up to that size, but I mean, I I admire him for standing, yeah. you know, on his convictions, and I mean that's one thing that bothers us, right? And I will say this: he said he this in the, is honest Monday. Yeah, yeah, I like. It. And in the book, he talks about how they tried to make changes yeah. uh, in the leadership of the church, um, but basically it came down to everybody was just coming to church for for Francis. And, and not for God or for each other. Yeah. Um, and so even after trying to make some adjustments, he said probably the best thing to do is just walk away. Well, and the thing too, I mean, in, in the last few months um, in social media and different things, 
different people have kind of hit on the topic of being careful of, you know, putting uh, modern day pastors or worship leaders or whoever yeah. on a pedestal. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say if there's any character to the person, they don't want to be put on the pedestal right. for one. Right. Yep. Um, but I do see how people elevate, you know, uh, certain people to a, a certain status and that always seems to fall short mm. you know because we're human on our best day and we're just we're going to mess up at some point right so um there's a whole issue there of francis chan hitting on it and um i haven't listened to a lot of his stuff but what i've heard i mean he sound yeah good I mean, stuff the, yeah the guy's good yeah you know, agree. He, he's not a quack no that's biblical but um so that was the premise, you know, people can suck. Um, and here's what I mean by this. And, and I would absolutely encourage people to watch, you know, the four or five minute video to see exactly what I'm talking about. But um, you look around today and so many people are so unhappy. Hmm. We've got more in life today than we've ever had, hmm. ever. Uh, if you want to work for it, you can have it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's bigger, better, you know, faster, and we are still not happy. Mm -hmm. And I can be the number one person that can that can be unhappy. So I'm preaching to the choir. But maybe, just maybe, that it's not everybody else's fault. It might be your fault. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, and... The premise of people can suck is you're unhappy and misery loves company and you're sucking the life out of everybody around you. Yeah. Yep. You're making them miserable. Hmm. So I think it's just a wake up call for us to like, let's examine where we're at. It's good. You know? And if we're unhappy, why are we unhappy? Now I will say this that I use happiness loosely here, but if if my walk with the Lord gets off, dude, my joy is shot. Right. I mean, it's if you're a Christian yep. and you're not doing what God's called you to do, then I, I would say check that first. Yeah. Um, because all this other things are just you know things and circumstances. I mean, right. they they go every day. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I I would dare say that. And here's the reality. Everybody's lives can suck. Yeah. Everybody. It's not like you're the only one having a bad day or a bad week. Right. Um, I just got through a bad week, and I told y'all earlier, I'm thrilled to death that it's halfway normal for me today. So I'm just kind of beside myself, no. you know. Um, but I don't want to blame my unhappiness on everybody else, and it's easy to do that. Hmm. Well, you know, Christy did this, or she didn't do this, or Brad did this, and he didn't do it, or the kids don't do this, mm -hmm. and at the end of the day. That may be the case in certain circumstances, but they're not the reason for my unhappiness. Right. I think it's it's more of a root problem. Right. Yeah. And he addresses that. You know, I'm just talking about in everyday life, but in church too. I mean, why aren't people happier than what they are? Mm -hmm. You know, why isn't Sunday uh, a major celebration day for us? But I mean, if we just were honest. From the faces that we see and the people that we talk to, it's a grind, man. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it's just like, Lord, 
be glad I woke up today and got here, you know, <laughs> and not in my jammies. Mm -hmm. But um, and we're thankful for that too, right? But that's troubling to me. So you know, that's the thing. The problem may not be everybody else; it may be you. Yeah. So um, if God's as big as He claims He is, and He is, um, and His Word promises that He'll spring rivers of living water mm. out of us mm. I ain't seeing a whole lot of rivers <laughs> up. and I'm talking about it me too and I want to be more consistent with it right. you know but um, just stop sucking the life out of everybody we say this all the time don't be a joy sucker you know what did uh, Michael Jackson say he said a lot of things starts with the man in the mirror right yeah that's one of my jam you gotta make a change that's my jam yeah. my wife will appreciate that quote yeah I love that so what you, I mean you're right I mean so I, I, say that again. You're right. Christy, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he was looking for. <laughs> I, it, I mean, if you ain't got Jesus, you can't have joy. Mm -hmm. and joy is what's going to be sustaining you through life. Happiness won't exist based on circumstances. So if you're not a believer, yeah, I can understand why you're not happy. You're living in hell. True. But the Christian shouldn't be living in hell. Now, there's going to be some rough times, some difficult times, but that joy should be... Your strength. Yeah, and I'm not even talking about lost people. I yeah, mean, just people Christians. Just say, hey, I'm not a Christian. Somebody told me years ago, listen, if they're not, don't expect anything else out right, of them. Exactly. I'm not saying that in a bad way. Exactly. But I don't need to put expectations on you right. that you're even telling me you don't have. Right. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, I'm not even talking about that crowd. I'm talking about people who claim to be born again yeah. and are following Christ and Christians and look absolutely miserable. Yeah, and I think I think it goes back to what Mac preached on yesterday. We've gotten we gotten things out of whack. Seek first the kingdom and then everything else. So we're not seeking the kingdom and so you're 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 striving for things of the world and you're never gonna be happy in that. Right. Yeah. Because it's it's bigger and better. You know, I've got mm -hmm. an iPhone eight plus and the yes. eleven pros are out and What's that? Mm. I, I don't even know what all that means. Oh, you're still on a flip phone. No, I mean, I got, I got a seven. Uh, deals with what you got. I think. So I think you it's see a, what we see? I think it's an identity thing. I see it with our young people and our old people all, all across the board. Yeah. We, we like dependent on like the young people, but I think it's like um, you put your value in what stuff you've got. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I don't have a boat, my friend does, and I must not be successful. But success isn't based upon what you've got. Success is based upon how do you look compared to Jesus. Yeah, Matt made a comment you know? yesterday that stuck with me. He's like, um, I can tell you what you're concerned about from what your worries are. Mm -hmm. that's, yep. that's a true yep. statement. Yep. You know, what's on your mind a lot. Right. So, I mean, whatever, if, if money and stuff is what drives you, then I'm, I'm afraid you might be driving the wrong vehicle. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you need to be... Jesus should be driving you and the other stuff that comes in are just blessings that he's blessed you with. Right. It's just a byproduct of doing doing well, yeah. you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. If somebody wants to like make you know, me wealthy today, I'll take it. Yeah. Gladly. Right. But you're not losing sleep because of it. I'm you not going to take it in the end anyway. That's I mean, mean, I'd love to have more of it. I'm going to just be honest with you. Yeah. But I'm not going to kill myself investing in something that I'm not going to take with me anyway. Right. You yep. know? At the end of the day, that's just crazy, yep. you know, um, because it doesn't matter what you've got here in the end, it, it, you're going to leave it to somebody else or, yep. you know, somebody else is going to get it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not killing myself for that. But I mean, mm -hmm. you know, 
we got Buckster over here too. We do a podcast every Friday. I, I mean, we're not belittling the importance of finances because mm-hmm. it makes the world go around, you know, and God blesses and uses people who have it right. to accomplish His will. So it's very important. But if that's the only thing that drives you, then you're never going to have enough. Right. You know, yep. um, because there's always going to be more. So. Buck, I know you got something good. We were talking about this off air, so go ahead and oh, yeah. drop a little you knowledge. Don't want me to, you don't want me to say what I got to say. So here's the thing, because <clears throat> he's going to say it. If, if people in your life just seem to be sucking the joy out of you and making you miserable, then what do they do? You need to avoid them. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. You need to mm-hmm. avoid them, because here's the deal. Is that scriptural? Well... Think so. Some, yeah. There's time, several maybe. cases where it can be. Because here's the deal with it: if you look at it like a coffee cup, two ways. In the morning, if some people don't have their coffee, you can't deal with them, right? <laughs> because <laughs> they said filet. they say before you talk to me, let me get into my cup of coffee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look at it this way too: if your coffee cup is getting low because you ain't putting nothing in it. You ain't seeking the Lord. You ain't getting that joy comes in the morning in your lifestyle. Meanwhile, people are draining the coffee dry that's in that cup. And it gets drier and drier and drier. And you're not doing anything to fill it back up. And then it turns into a massive thing where you say people Mm -hmm. suck. And we get to the point where it's, oh, Lord, we can't help it because our energy has slapped run out of us. And we don't have the energy to deal with people. And then that turns into a, a massive amount of, I don't want to deal with you because I don't have the energy to deal with you. Mm-hmm. But if we are continuously looking for our source to be refilled, then it doesn't seem as bad when people do want to suck the life out of you because mm-hmm. you have refilled um, your spirit. And so here, here's me. I'm going to talk about me. If I'm miserable... I can't just be miserable by myself. Yeah, you I, you know, know, I'd like to be miserable right. by myself. I make everybody else miserable. You at least going to put your family down, right? Yeah. Ooh. Christy's going down with right. you, right? Reeling them in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it'd be one thing if you could just be miserable on Miserable right. Island, but it don't work that way. Mm-mm. You know, when you're in a funk or I'm in a funk, we start dragging people down. Yeah. You know, and then we, we pull them out of where they should be. Yeah. So it's And that's why you should cycle. avoid somebody that's... that's really uh, draining the life out of you because in turn if you hadn't prepared yourself Mm -hmm. to be refilled you're going to blow up and you Mm -hmm. probably won't have to worry about dealing with it again you're going to rest right remind me I think you either you came up with it or we heard it from somebody maybe you can help me Chris Mm -hmm. it was about spending so much time with Jesus to counter spending time with people yeah Miles Monroe I was thinking about Miles Monroe said if you look at Jesus' life Jesus spent hours with the Father and only had to spend minutes with people. But we tend to spend minutes with the Father and had to spend hours with people. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And so yep. when, when, when we get that priority of seeking the kingdom first, finding our identity in Christ, and, and, and know how to deal with mm-hmm. this draining that's happening as a part of life, then we understand we've got to spend a lot of time with the Father. Mm-hmm. And when we spend a lot of time with the Father to get prepared to spend time with people— Jesus only spent minutes with people when you look at it. And look at what he did. He brought people back from the dead. Mm-hmm. He cast out demons. Uh, and the whole, the, whole, the whole thing, the whole quote from Miles Monroe came from his sermon on when the, when the d- disciples couldn't cast out the, dem- uh, the demon out of the young boy. Yeah. And the dad's like, dude, why can't your disciples do anything? He's like, hey, guys, some of this comes out by prayer and fasting. Jesus could do it because he's been spending time with the Father. Right. Yeah. That's like a while back. It's probably been months now. I think 
several months, probably even six to eight months, we was at, at breakfast and I was meeting with a, an individual and um, boy, it was a hit. Joy sucking. It was bad. I mean, yeah. and the waitress kept coming up and she said, man, you're drinking a lot of coffee. I said, keep filling that sucker up. <laughs> so, you know, you got, to keep, you got to stay filled up to deal with it, man. Yeah. You got to or it'll drive you bananas. And yeah. practically... You know, it's it's easy for us to say like, okay, I got to wake up at three a.m. so I can spend right. five oh, hours right. of Jesus for right. work. But I think it's it's about setting some quiet time, of course. But I think it's a constant um, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always telling our teens. Because I'm like, listen, you don't have to close your eyes and pray, right. especially while you're driving. Especially day, it's day, just day, a constant day. conversation. And That's you don't right. have to walk around like talking to yourself either out right. loud. Like It's just like, God, I see this person coming. I need you right now. Yep. God, yep. please help me get through this test. God, you know, and it's, it's just a continual thing. Just as quickly as I'm with somebody and they never hear me say in my spirit, you getting on my flipping nerves. <laughs> Jesus will hear you when you pray. Exactly. You know what I'm yeah. That's so you got to make it, it practical. People get technical and they're like, well, I've right. got time to spend 10 hours right. with Jesus. Right. You do. Yeah. It just doesn't look like what you think when you hear exactly. it. Exactly. And I've learned this too. I mean, this is going to be a revelation to everybody, but you can't go off of what you did in the past spiritually. Right. It just it yeah. don't work. Right. I mean, yeah, you got a lot of stuff there, but. Right. I mean, if, if you're looking to, like, continue That's a to, daily, yeah. Right. Keep that you know, coffee cup full. If you just or... keep drawing from the bank, at some point, you're going to deplete yeah. what's there. And then... <laughs> you're going to get a... Insufficient yeah. funds, right? You're going to be in your withdrawals. Overdraft. You're going to be in your withdrawals. He won't be in no withdrawal. I'm about to have coffee withdrawal right now. Thank you for being with us for another episode of Off the Cuff. Again, please... Take four to five minutes. Uh, click on the, the video that we're going to link for Francis Chan. Give it a listen. Um, maybe you're in the situation uh, where you're just you're depleted. You know, you're, you're ready. You're ready to be done. Or uh, we want to help you figure out how to deal with people who are depleting you, mm. uh, because it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah. Uh, and if we keep doing this, then nobody's ever going to be happy. Right. Um, But we'll see you back here next week, same time, different topic. Peace.